Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Greenwood and Mullins Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Before we start this episode of the Greenwood and Mullins Show with our guest Cameron Norrie, we would like to pay tribute to former Greenwood and Mullins Show and Newcastle United player Christian Atsu, who unfortunately passed away at the age of 31 following the earthquake disaster in Turkey. Christian, of course, played for Newcastle for five years from 2016 to 2021, in which he made over 120 appearances for Newcastle United. He will be fondly remembered for his hard work, his, de- his determination, but most importantly, his kindness on and off the pitch. Newcastle fans against Liverpool were a fantastic voice in regards to Christian Atsu. His family was, was also there on a very, very emotional and special day. For Newcastle United, they have lost an, a player that was fondly, fondly remembered for his time at Newcastle United. His work rate was never questioned. And to be honest, that's all you ever want from a player who plays for Newcastle United. We will dedicate this episode today to Christian Atu and his family at this very, very sad time. Sam, we never thought we'd have to do this sort of introduction into a podcast, especially with the fact that we spoke to Christian around four or five months ago. It just feels very, very sombre at the minute. I can't believe it. I I really can't believe it. One of the nicest guys you could meet gave so much back as well. Footballers are often criticised for the money they earn and what they do with it and whatnot, but what he gave back to his his native Ghana and the communities there, building schools, building um, refuge uh, for for orphan children, and and giving uh, kids a, a second chance in life. Um, he he had a heart of gold, and I'm just absolutely devastated that this is this has happened to to, to him and his family. Um, yeah, that. I can't imagine what his, his wife and children are, are must be going through. It's, it's, it's terrible. So all our all our sympathies and, and condolences are with them and his and his and Christian's friends. It's it's, it's absolutely devastating. It's, it is devastating. Absolutely devastating. I think everybody felt numb when they heard the news yesterday. Of course, Christian has been missing for nearly two weeks, and you, you, everyone had put pray for Atu, pray for Atu. And just hopefully there was a miracle. Unfortunately, it, it didn't come. His, his wife and his three kids, of course, still live in Newcastle. Had their mm. Newcastle tops on proudly on Saturday night when hearing, obviously, Christian Atsu's name being sung out, especially in the Gallagher in the Strawberry Corner on Saturday evening. Um, it is difficult to talk about because, obviously, Sam and I did the Green Minimal on the show. He was really, really good with his time. We talked about some fantastic stories. We had a giggle about his fantastic assist at, the first goal against Brighton, which Modi Army got the goal for, but of course he was... people, people forget that he got the assist for Iosley Perez's goal that night, and that was a crucial, crucial night, Sam. Yeah, his assist record was actually really, really good. Um, really good. Um, he was just so proud to, to be part of Newcastle United history, and he was so... Um, he, he he was so supportive of essentially the man who took his place in the first team, Alan Maximan, 
he, he was so supportive of Alan and, and knew what Alan was all about and um, his ability and he, he just again had a heart of gold and it's it, it's it's absolutely gutting. Yeah, absolutely gutting, absolutely devastating. There'll be more tributes towards Cristiano and I thought from now and for the next few months, few years, because Cristiano of course, will be always fondly remembered at Newcastle United. We'll briefly talk about today's episode on the Green Minimal on the show. Uh, it's Sam in conversation with British number one for tennis. Incredible coup that we've managed to get on the uh, Green Minimal on the show. Is it Cameron Norrie, of course, who got to the semi-finals of Wimbledon last year. His rise to being Britain's number one has is, is, is been incredible, really, because obviously everybody probably normally mentions Andy Murray, but Cam is a massive Newcastle fan, and there's some great stories there. Sam, can you give us a little bit of a flavour of what's, what's going to happen on this episode? Yeah, I mean, it, it's so hard because uh, to pin these sportsmen down because, um, look, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I'm a, I'm a kind of fair-weather tennis fan. I'll watch the, the slams, but I won't. I'm not in it week on week on the ATP tour, following them all around the world. I mean, Cam's been to Dubai, Saudi Arabia, Colombia, Argentina. He was in Argentina as we recorded this the other day, playing in the ATP there. The 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 schedule is absolutely relentless, and it's not like like we talk about previous guests, like on the darts tour, um, with like Chris Callan, Paul. Ryan Joyce, like their schedule's relentless, but it's still like pretty localized. Like Cam has to travel the world. I mean, I know, I know the money's good on the tennis tour, but my word, he's he's hardly ever home. Um, <clears throat> so to get half an hour with him is was incredible. He does know his stuff about Newcastle United, as you'll come to hear. Um, great little story about a tennis game involving uh, some of our owners. And yeah, uh, really great guy. And hopefully he's in for a big 2023. And um, yeah, there's a bit of a call to arms for when uh, Wimbledon comes round. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, Wimbledon is probably the peak for a British player in terms of the, the slams. Of course, all the slams are important. And, you know, obviously he's, he's just competed in the Australian Open, which, you know, he, he got, he, I think he just missed out in the second week. But for, for him, I'm sure that big win's coming because the fact that he did so well Wimbledon last year, losing to Novak Djokovic, he's he, some would argue he's the goat, Novak Djokovic. So if he can try and get past him and play his best, and Novak has a little bit of an off day in the future, we might we might have had a Grand Slam winner on the green. Yeah, Not, that's yeah, tremendous. That that could be. I mean, with so many tournaments, the rankings are a bit up and down so like Cam's still like one of, I think he's ranked 12 in the world at the minute but that's not really a true reflection of his abilities he's, he's, he's nudging top five um, so yeah it, it, it's a big year for him and it, we do talk a bit a bit about that at the end um, in regards to his tennis and it almost does seem like we're coming to the end of an era in men's tennis with Federer retiring and Murray it obviously isn't what he was because he's been through so much and he's got an absolute heart of a lion and and Djokovic and Nadal have just been around forever and just how long can they go on for so a, a slam isn't um, out, of, out of reach for Cam in the future by no means yeah both Novak Djokovic and Rafa Nadal are both on 22 
career grand slams. See, that, that, that's, that, that's, that's, that's too many. That's too well, many. Well, Federer had 20. So, and that, everyone, no, no one really thought that would really get beaten. And then Nadal got to 20, 21 and then got to 22. And Novak's now caught him up to 22. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years in regards to the men's tennis, as you rightly say, Sam. Um, very, very briefly, next week is the Carabao Cup final. Newcastle United will be taking on Manchester United at Wembley. I'll be there. Sam will be there. Sort of. Uh, no, well, that's very much a story for next week. I don't want to ruin my cunning plan. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be there for the weekend. So uh, we'll be bringing you a special podcast dedicated to the Carabao Cup final next week. And uh, it'll all be centralised around our weekend because we've got a very busy weekend ahead, haven't we? Yeah, very, very busy weekend. Uh, starts on the Friday night for, for, for me to to meet meet you and Stafford on the Friday, very late Friday Yeah, night. you're and coming over. And now they're coming over to Stafford. I'll be coming over to Costa del Mona. And then, yeah. to, then, and then we're off to Wembley on the Saturday. So, look, it'll be, it'll be absolutely amazing. Hopefully, we can get the win. I'm confident we can do so. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be um, a nervy one, to say the least. But you'll, you'll join us on the rise on the Green and More on the show in regards to Newcastle's, the end of Newcastle's journey of the Carabao Cup final. Hopefully, we can bring a trophy home and there's a parade on the horizon. But we'll wait and yeah. see. We will wait and see. Again, we'd just like to dedicate this podcast to the late great Christian Atsu who of course has sadly passed away our thoughts again are with everybody connected to Christian's family and hopefully next Sunday his family can see Newcastle United win a trophy because that would be absolutely remarkable it would be tremendous and I'm gar- I guarantee his song will be sung at Wembley next week oh, yeah. but we but we do have a Green and Mole on the show so it's about time we get this up and running so this is the Green and Mole on the show dedicated to Christian Atsu it's Sam and Conversation with Cameron Norrie. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Newcastle Fans TV. Huge guest today. Huge guest joining me. It's none other than the men's British number one, Cam Norrie. Cam, how are you doing? Very good. Thanks for having me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but born in South Africa, grew up in New Zealand, your mum's Scottish, you, uh, your mum's Welsh, your dad's Scottish, so of course you support Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, all over the place, but no, I just, when I was young, growing up in New Zealand originally, I was watching Newcastle and they were having a great season and I loved the colours. I think I was six or seven years old and I said to my dad, he's a Rangers fan and I was uh, I was watching them in Newcastle and, and I was like, I think they're my team. They're my team, and I've just stuck with them since since then. So it's like it's nice now. My patience is, is paid off, and they're, they're, the boys are starting to perform. and And uh, it's been a hell of a season so far. But it's kind of a random one. But I've I've literally just followed them, and and um, that's been my team since I've been really young. So yeah. uh, I guess it's one of the closest teams to Scotland as well. So well, yeah, we're we're the same in that respect, Cam, because. Uh... Neither of us have a Geordie accent, but yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So if if I'm right, then that would have been the Bobby Robson team. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. I was too young at the time, but I remember they had a really good season. I think maybe it was 2000 and maybe 2003, 2002. 
Yeah. Uh, I can't remember, but uh, they were playing well. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'd take them, you know. So what were your sort of earliest memories of, of Newcastle growing up? I think, I mean, for me, just Alan Shearer scoring a million goals and, and watching <laughs> him. And then, and then yeah, I think, and then... Uh, and then following uh, the other teams, kind of with with um, when I was a little bit older, with Johan Kabai um, and a bunch of other guys. I mean, uh, Papa Cisse. I mean, I just I, I loved all those players kind of coming through. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a it's been a good ride so far. And then I've I think as I've got older, I've gotten more and more into it, and especially especially this last year, you know, with the team and 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 the boys performing so well and and they're they're playing with a lot of confidence and a lot of flair so it's great to see and and i've I've really enjoyed the season so far yeah this season has been sort of uncharacteristically brilliant i suppose but the past 12 months as you say has been great you're in buenos aires as we speak um are you going to be back in the country back in the uk in time for the carabao cup final and on the 26th I'm not. I'm not going to be there, unfortunately. Uh, I would love to. I'd love to be there. That's, that would have been an amazing game to go to, and and I'm, I'm unfortunately going to missing it, be missing it. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna be watching for sure. So for me, this is normal to to miss stuff like this. I miss everything with with my schedule, and my life. So um, it is. It is what it is. But uh, I can't wait, and and no better team to do it against United. You know, I think. I think they can do it, and I think they're going in slight underdogs, but I think that's you know nothing to lose, and they can go out and take it to them. You know, everyone's everyone's playing well, everyone's feeling good. So, can't yeah, I'd, me and you both. I mean, we'll come on to the cup final a bit more a, a bit later on. Um, but you mentioned your schedule there. The, the the schedule for for tennis players is absolutely relentless. I mean. For fairweather fans who just watch the Grand Slams, like pe- people have no real clue about just the grind that you guys put in every single week and flying all over the world. So there's that, and how do you manage to even keep up with uh, like Newcastle's results and and everything that's going on? Yeah, well, yeah, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. I think the last time I was home was at the end of end of November, and I'm not going to be back for at least another month and a bit. So a month and a half. So it's been it's been pretty long, but yeah, it is what it is. And I think it helps. I'm doing like a fantasy league with my with my team and then also with the other British players. We do like a draft league there. And so um I'm following all the matches. It makes it so easy, you know, when you're doing it like that. And then and then also I'm I'm following all the results and I've got all the the matches saved on on live score and on sofa score so I know exactly when then they're going to play and then all the results and who's starting and who's not and I'm following it all so um yeah my fantasy season's been decent so far and and um unfortunately I didn't take Elmer on early so so I've been tr- I've been trying to trade one of the other boys to, to get Elmer on all season he's not giving in to me so um it's a tough one but um yeah, I've been following a lot, even with the crazy schedule. Yeah, Almiron was a funny one because you wouldn't have thought he'd have just... The improvement Eddie Howe seems to have got out of Almiron, he's just an absolute fantasy Premier League wonder star now, isn't he? 
Yeah, it's crazy. And actually, I was in, in Riyadh um, in December playing an exhibition and the team was there too. And I actually met met Amoron and I saw um, all the guys there watching and I, it's nothing against him, but I couldn't believe how like small he was and how skinny <laughs> he was. You know, on TV, you see him like he's, he looks like a beast and he was like, um, obviously great player, but he was like a, so skinny and so small and and um, yeah, it was cool. It's cool to meet them in um, in Riyadh and and uh, to see all the faces there. Well, I was going to bring it up later on because I was aware that you were you were over there at the same time as the first team. Um, I heard rumours of a little tennis match involving yourself, uh, Jamie Rubin, and Murdad. Is is that true? What happened? How did that come about? And and for everyone that wants to know, the big question: Who's a better tennis player, Murdad or Jamie Rubin? Well, I actually only yeah I played with Jamie in Riyadh that same trip, um, and yeah, Murdad couldn't make it that day, but yeah, Jamie Jamie was surprisingly good. Yeah, I was I was um, I we played little doubles with my coach, um, and then another coach that uh, Jamie's friends with, and we played played a game called Dingles where you're both kind of playing cross court, and then once one misses, then the the rally opens up and. He was good. We were playing on on the quickest court ever, so it was it was really tough uh, for him. But I think he managed well, and and uh, I think we got him in the end. It was like seven. We played to seven. I think it was maybe seven seven five. But I think he's claiming seven six. But uh, <laughs> he's good. He's got a good good one handed backhand. Nice. So what you're saying is as well that Murdad bottled it. Yeah, I think so. It sounds like it. I'm clipping, sure. clipping that up now. Clipping yeah. that up now. <laughs> Murdad bottled it. But um, how good was it? Because uh, was it Murdad that originally got in touch with you after the run at Wimbledon last year and, and invited you to a game? Yes, exactly. He messaged me on Twitter and and um, invited me whenever I wanted to be his guest, and I was obviously blown away by that. And and um, I've kind of been stuck in touch with him and, and been messaging him and wishing him the best of luck for the the bigger games and then by chance I, I was like look I'm I'm there and then they were like look we're playing a game at the same time that I was there I was like what are the chances of that and then they actually were even coming to, to the match to watch I don't think anyone stayed because I was playing later on that day to for them to watch me but it was it was cool that I could even meet them and say hi um and I think they were there for only a little bit but yeah, it was it was cool to meet them and, and yeah, really generous from from my dad and and um and Jamie was was cool as well with me. So it was nice that they they welcomed me into the team, even even really not knowing me too well. So everyone was super nice. It's incredible that when people sort of find out their sort of kind of other sports stars, football allegiances, a new wave of support comes in. So did you get a feeling for that during the Wimbledon run last year? I did, I did actually, and um, it was quite funny because obviously I live right next to to Craven Cottage in, in Fulham, so I'm going to a lot of Fulham games. Oh. But I'm I'm going just I'm going just to 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 watch, and 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 I've I've been mostly when Newcastle have been playing there. So one of my friends actually uh, is friends with with the physio of, of Fulham, so I had a bunch of Fulham players like saying. Oh, I heard that you like bounce around between a few teams. Like you support, you you go to Fulham games, but you actually support Newcastle. And then obviously I had my dad reach out, but no, I, I can assure you, I'm a Newcastle fan. And 
and uh it was it was yeah like you said it's funny that that um when when you have a big result and everyone i got a lot of like random newcastle accounts following me you know after that so uh, yeah i want included <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it's pretty it's pretty cool but um no um yeah it was it was a good one i, th- I think we can take it one step further this year for wimbledon cuz picture the scene center court second week of wimbledon you're coming out against whoever doesn't matter cuz you'll be war flag war flags we'll get we'll get the war flags involved flags displays all for you it's got to be it's got to be done we've got to reach out to war flags and make that happen at wimbledon let's do it if you can make it happen at wimbledon that's impressive are wimbledon quite they're, they're sticklers for rules aren't they it's going to be difficult yeah Will, would they allow huge banners and flags inside centre? I'm not so sure. But I'm sure if there's a will, there's a way. Geordie's always Maybe find a way. Sneak, sneak one or two in, you can, could, be, could be done. Mm, 50-foot surfer. How are you going to yeah. sneak that in? Mm. It's, I think it's got to be done, though. We've at least got to try. It's doable. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. That will give you just give you the edge, I think. Sure. Um, looking at this season, then. Actually, we'll mention. I want to mention Fulham first because you mentioned Fulham. Have you had any dealings with Alexander Mitrovic? Just on the off chance that he scored against. Uh, well, no, he set one up against Sunderland the other night, and despite playing for Fulham, he says I'm I'm still always a Geordie because he had that spell with us. He seems a bit of a nutter. Have you? I don't had many dealings with him. No, I don't know. I don't know. But I enjoyed his penalty against you guys, where he like slipped and kicked it twice. He did it on purpose. It had he had to done huh? He did it on purpose once a Geordie, always a Geordie. He says, right, I know what I'll do here. There's a curse on ex-Newcastle players. Carroll, when he played for Liverpool, went steaming through, fell over, dived, and then, you know, that didn't happen. Mitrovic did that. Adam Armstrong the other week for Southampton, handballed it before he scored in the Carabao Cup. Telling you. There's something, huh? There's something there. There is. There has to be. There has to be. But this season... It's we've been riding a wave. Um, the form might have dipped a little bit, but then again, we're not losing, we're drawing. Um, what do you make of this current team and just how far we've come in such a short space of time? I love the team. I love, I mean, it's it's what's impressive for me is it's not just you know, like one player standing out week in, week out, you know, it's everyone, and there's even you see long staff the last couple of weeks. Playing, I mean, playing his best level, and then and then you got other guys stepping up, and you got it's it's great to have Isaac there for backing up Callum. Obviously, he's been unlucky with some injuries, and then um, Trippier has been just obviously out of this world this this year, and he's been um, involved with with a lot of goals and a lot of assists, and he's been there week in week out, and you know he's played a lot of minutes, so. Um, yeah, that the team is is gelling well together, and then obviously you got Almiron, um, who's on fire, um, and he scored again last week. So I think they're all they're all working together, and I think this this you know this is normal, you know, to, to have kind of dips in the season. You you want it to be going perfectly all the time, and and I think it's not it's normal. And I think it's the, they can just be hungrier and, and they can they can want more and I think they're just building up for this big this big final in a couple of weeks time so um the, the team's looking good I think they're exactly where they want to be and I think if you said to them at the beginning of the season all right what well, they're sitting like fourth right now fourth or fifth 
on, on the border of, of um, Champions League and, and the hunt for that. I mean, I think they would have taken that in a heartbeat. So, um, I mean, for, for me, I think nothing changes. I think they need to go back to, to what they were doing pre, pre-World Cup. I think this is a slight little bit of lack of spark, but no, nah, I'm not worried at all. I think the, they've been a little bit unlucky in some certain moments at the moment, but they're looking good. And I think there's there's so much depth in the team and everyone's everyone looks really hungry still. So I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good and I'm, I'm really enjoying um, the season. I think why not take it to Liverpool next week? Oh yeah. I mean, I, 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 I really don't like Liverpool. So um, yeah, but the problem we've got is no Bruno. So he's yeah. serving, he's serving the last of his uh, three game suspension. Fortunately, he's back for the cup final because that will be huge, but nice. it's, it's just so telling that, He's such a big loss. He's such a huge player for us. Yeah, he is, and he's he's been on my bench in the fantasy as well. So he's been he's been hurting me too. But no, he he's a he's a good player, and, and it, yeah, it just shows he he hasn't probably scored as much as he would have liked this year, and and done that. But he's it just shows you know he's an all round player, and he's he's um, he's one of those guys that runs all day. So. Um, He's, he's been huge for them, and the shows. Yeah, like you said, the, the lack of um, a lot loss with not having him there. Yeah, I don't think we've won a game without him this season, which is incredible. Really? Wow. But um, so the question we normally, well, we've got into the habit of asking guests now, which is better, Bruno? Who is better? Sorry, Bruno or Prime Rob Lee? But I'm guessing Rob Lee was slightly before your time. Slightly, so yeah. I'm gonna flip it slightly and say you can only have one in your Newcastle midfield. Okay. Bruno or Johan Kabai? Who are you picking? It's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I, th- mm, I think I'm going to go with Johan Kabai. I mean, really? Was, I mean, he, he was... It's diff- kind of different players, though. Different it, players. It, it is. I, I suppose what Kabai... I mean, if you're looking at it from a fantasy league point of view, what Kabai yeah. has on Bruno is dead ball. Free yeah. kicks. I don't know. I'd say, I would say Bruno. If we, it would be a more fair question if if he was a little bit on in his career, Bruno. You know, but he's he's just kind of starting out. But I think at the end of the day, I go with with uh, Kabai. He was he was so dangerous, and I loved. He was one of my favorite players to watch. And yeah, there's nothing against Bruno, but I go with Kabai. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. But that, that team, um, I think it was about 10 years ago now, wasn't it? That had yeah. such free-flowing about it, like not just Kabai, but he had the perfect partner in Teote in that midfield and then yeah. above him, Bar, Ben Arthur, Cissé. Oh, my. He scored so many goals that year, Denver Bar. Yeah. And then when Cissé came in in the January and, and took up that mantle, it was just like, it's it's the before this season, it's the best season we, well, it was the only good season we had under yeah. Mike Ashley. It was yeah. incredible. It was so good. So that's why I'm taking him, but nothing against Bruno. And if he's if he's probably going to hear this, he's probably going to be pissed off at me. But Yeah, I'll, t- I'll clip that up and tag him on Twitter. He'll be yeah. few. No, he won't be few. Um But I suppose Bruno sort of has that higher ceiling and ability. Like you say, he's 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 still young. He's, he's what, 24, 25? Like, his potential could... It, it's scary in a way. Uh, yeah, for me, he's got such a complete game already. And... and um He's such an asset to the team, you know, and and um, 
yeah, I think he, it's like you said, that yeah, they haven't won a game without him. So it's, it's, yeah, and I have him on fantasy. So obviously I rate the guy. Who else <laughs> have you, who, 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 who else have you got in your fantasy team then? Can I, I'm, I'm going to guess correct in Kieran Trippier. He's got to be in there, surely. He's in there. He's in there. I have, um, I have Botman as well. Nice. And then, um, I've been in and out with with Callum Wilson because he's been injured and, and everything, but I've actually got him right now. So, okay. Um, and, and in your league, then is it's all the other British tennis players? Yeah, it's a draft league with with other. It's like ten, ten or twelve of us. So Andy is, Andy, Murray, is Andy Murray in there? Andy Murray's in there. Yeah, I think he's he's up. He's winning the league or first or second. Oh. It's tough, and yeah, he won it last year. He got so lucky uh, to win it last year. How many points behind Murray are you? Well, we do like a head-to-head league. So it's if you win, you, you verse someone else. Ah. And if you, if you win, you get three points every every week. So I'm I'm sitting – I'm going to say I'm, at this season, I'm pretty – I'm like maybe fourth or fifth. Um, and he's, I think, maybe third. I, I can't be too far off him. But he's, he's annoying. He's always trying to make deals the whole time. And, and – uh, yeah, it's, the deals never get get put through because he's always trying to win them. But like trying to, but uh, no, it's just good fun and and um, I've done all right, obviously, with with having a few Newcastle boys this year. That's all right. The, the camaraderie on on tour, I suppose it's called it, um, must be pretty good then to keep you going with fantasy leagues and such. Yeah, it's, it's we have so much like downtime and free time. You know we. You finish practice and then you have a couple of hours and and I love following all the results and 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 everything so it's it's perfect and and we we're all there kind of week in week out together with all the other Brits and all the other players who are all talking about the Premier League and who's playing and then and we have a group chat with with our league in there as well so nice um, it keeps us going for sure especially when we're on the on the road but. Some of the games tough to to follow, like in in Australia, you're just waking up praying that that they had a good result, you know. <laughs> Four AM games, two AM games. So let's turn our attention to to the the Carabao Cup final against Man United. We'll have Bruno back. Man United will have Casemiro back, which is a bit annoying, but Celavi. Where do you think the game will be won and lost? Um. I think obviously Newcastle's the defense at the moment is looking sharp. I I don't see it being too high of a scoring game in general. Um, I, I think we need to at the moment we need to shut down Rashford. He's looking he's looking obviously really confident, scoring a lot. I think stick Bruno on him. He could be. I mean Bruno and Trippier both. Um, I think the, the game's going to be won or lost on, on at the beginning. You know, for whoever can score first, I think is going to be looking very, very good. Um, so, yeah, um, I would say at the beginning of the game, and, and I think the, there's nothing to lose. I think they can go out, like, empty the tank. You know, this this not every day you get to play finals at Wembley. So, I think there's nothing... nothing um, I think that I think the boys don't know, and I think they they're going to go out and and kill it. And I'm looking forward to it. But it'd be nice to score first. 
Oh yeah, I, th- I think you're right as well. Um, keeping Rashford quiet, I think that there's pretty much what what you said. That's kind of two key real battle areas: Trippier against Rashford and, and Bruno and Casemiro. I think that's where the the game will be won and lost. But um, I don't know if you had chance to sort of meet Eddie Howe whilst you were in Riyadh. What have you made of the? I didn't. <sighs> but what do you make of the of the job he's done? Because it's just been absolutely unreal. It's unreal, unreal. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously he's got something special, and, and everyone, the players are responding to him well. I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know too much about him and, and how he coaches and everything, but he must be doing something well. And and obviously, I know he's he's a great, he's a top manager. So, um, I think it's why not, you know, stick with him. And and I think. It's always tough, you know, in, in the the Premier League, you know, they, they have a, a couple of bad results, and then the managers like question mark. So I think for me, they they can they can stick with him, and and he's he's turned turned it around, and the, the, he's he's getting the, the maximum amount out of, out of his players, and it's not an easy thing to do, and so it's all credit to him. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal job he's done so far. Um, just to talk a bit about uh, yourself, Cam. What do you sort of? I mean, you're in Argentina at the moment. You had a, a tricky game yesterday, which you, you came through. I watched the highlights of it uh, this morning. He was he was a pesky little Argentine that you had to battle past, and you play again tomorrow. Um, how's it going out there? And and what sort of your kind of goals? Do you do you even set yourself goals for for 2023? Yeah, it was a tough one yesterday. It's in Argentina. It's been absolutely boiling. It's it's been like. 35 every day kind of feeling a little bit hotter than that and it's like no wind so that the air is like just stuck there um so i was in i was in bogota in colombia uh playing davis cup last week so we just continued on the clay to, to play some more in south america um and it was my first like proper proper match on the clay in a while so i was a little bit not feeling the ball how i'd like but um, I've set the the bar quite low for, to improve for tomorrow, so I'm going to go out and practice and, and work on a few things this afternoon. And yeah, the kid I played, it was it was nothing to lose for him, and he was going out. He really he played really really well, and mm. and uh, took me too long to get going. But I was I'm, it was my first match, and I'm I'm going to approach things very differently tomorrow for sure. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to get out and practice and work on a few things uh this this afternoon and in terms of goals yeah i do i do set goals but for me i, w- I really want to play my best tennis at the biggest tournaments in the world at, at the grand slams and and wimbledon and french open australia us open and and some of the masters events but for this year i'm, I'm trying to finish top five i'm currently i think i'm 12 in the world this week so i yeah top five it would like to finish top five and make the the end of year finals um would be would be my main goal and then and then also my another goal for newcastle to finish top four would be would be nice yeah oh wouldn't it just i would um, sign for top five for me and then top five for for newcastle right now and the, and the cup and the cup let's let <laughs> and the cup and the cup but <laughs> it it does seem like we're, we're kind of a like in the middle of like an end of an era in men's tennis with, with Federer now retiring. And I mean, Djokovic and Nadal still won't bugger off and Andy Murray just heart of a lion will not quit. But 
does that make things easier or does that make a slam more achievable or what does it feel like for for a pro? Yeah, obviously Federer is retired by this and then Rafa and, and Djokovic are getting older, but you, they're still playing at an insane level, you know, and you always, there's so many people thinking, oh, they're, they're going to be done soon and they're going to be done and then they come back even stronger, you know, you, Djokovic is playing his best level at, uh, ever at the moment, you know, and, and so it just shows the how tennis has changed in terms of like longevity in, in their career and your career. But I think you're right. I think there's going to be some some open doors um, in the next few years in the slams. And for me, I want to make myself uh, as ready as possible for those opportunities. And typically, I haven't played played my best in the slams. It's just been frustrating for me. And and I wanted that's a big goal of mine to, to do that. And obviously, Wimbledon was great last year. But I want to continue that every slam. And and there's been a lot of opportunities there and I'm I'm only 27 so I'm just starting my peak of of my career right now so which is exciting for me but um yeah there's there's so many young guys coming through that are that are, are so tough to beat especially over five sets but uh, for me I don't see why not um I've I've got the level and I've got the the experience now to to make those deeper runs in the slams and and like I said, I, w- I would love to do it, and and I would love love to be there, and I want to play those big matches, you know, and 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 um, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of opportunity there, and and I want to want to keep pushing more than and make more deep runs. So, what will happen first, Cam Nari Wimbledon champion or Newcastle United Premier League champions? I think this is a tough one. I'm gonna. I'm being a little bit arrogant, but I'm going to say Cam Norrie, Wimbledon uh, slam, slam champion. Love it. Love it. Look, so look at that picture there. Just some just some black and white flags in the background there. Shearer in the Royal Box. That's all it, that's all it needs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, we'll see what we can do to make it happen. Cam, it has been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Um, when are you next going to be in Newcastle up for a game, probably with your schedule sometime in 2026? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It depends how a few things go. Um, uh, but potentially at the end of March, beginning of April, but maybe potentially not at all until, <laughs> until, um, until the grass season, until the start of the summer um, with, with everything. But, Let's let's see. I don't know yet, but if I'll for sure make myself available from there, um, and I would love to go out and see a game. Um, I've never been to St James's Park, which is crazy. I've I've been to Newcastle a bunch of times, but I've never it's never worked out for for me and my schedule to, to go to a game actually there. So I'm going to have to make it happen very soon. I need to. Absolutely, that will be one hell of a special day, I'm sure. But Cam, it has been. A pleasure and we wish you the best of luck for the remainder of the year. If you could all please give this video a like and hit that subscribe button to Newcastle Fans TV. We'll bring you all the build-up for the Carabao Cup final next week. We'll be lifting a trophy. Will Kieran Trippier and Jamal Lascelles be lifting the trophy next Sunday? I'm not I'm not jinxing anything. I wanna we we take it one 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 thing at a time and, and uh, obviously I'd love for them to see I would love to see that and I want it to happen but 
long way to go and i want to i want to see them do it and yeah i can't wait for it but yeah that's fingers crossed and i really can't wait to watch them and and um it's gonna be a good one it is i mean if we do i'll probably be in tears and i'll be i'll be i'll be drunk for most of the following week but anyway (laughs) it's got to be done hasn't it but anyway brilliant cam thanks for joining us everyone hit that like button and uh, stay tuned to Newcastle Fans TV. Newcastle Fans TV.